Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Nick Davis! Nick Davis! I don't believe it! I see it, but I don't believe it! Hello and welcome to a new episode of I See It But I Don't Believe It. Uh, We haven't had one of these in a little while because life has been stupid crazy. But now that everyone's locked down in quarantine, we finally have time to record some of these. So it's exciting for all of us, I think. Uh, Today, not with me, but on a Google Hangout is Joel Dusha. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me online. (laughs) Thank you for coming online. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. I clicked that link and here I was. Uh, and in case anyone's wondering, I'm Gemma Bastiani. I probably should have said that before. But uh, we're here to talk more about footy stories because mm-hmm. at the moment all we can re- do is reminisce about footy. Yeah, all because... we have is our memories at the moment. Yeah. Um, so this is a game that I hadn't, like, I should have, but I didn't actually watch last year when it happened. And I didn't understand the context of it. Does yeah. that make sense? So, like, I no, that's fair. I knew the go- like the goal was very good, and we'll explain which yes. goal in a second. But I didn't realize the come from behind nature of this game until yeah. you actually chose it. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those weird games because uh, it's not like it's not like a famous final victory. Neither of the teams then went on from this game to like kill it for the rest of the season. It wasn't like a turn in form. It was just like a miraculous game where both teams seemed like they were ready to die for the win. <laughs> Except for... No, we'll leave that for later. Um, <laughs> but you've chosen Essendon's round 17 match in 2019 against yes. North Melbourne. With yes. the fame... How was it that... How did you tell me which game you wanted to choose? What was the line you said? I honestly can't remember, but I'm sure it either involved... Rude words, or just, uh, it's one of the only games of AFL I've cried during as well. So, look, it could have been any of these things. <laughs> I believe you said that one with Tipper's fucked goal against North Melbourne. I believe yes. that's what you said to me. Well, I'd say I got it in the in rude words. Uh, that, I mean, look, listeners, if you haven't heard me on anything else, I'm usually never like that. Uh, I'm quite a polite <laughs> boy. False. Well spoken. Um, just Li- keep to myself. Uh, sorry. Meek. Meek <laughs> is probably how I describe myself. Listeners have heard you on this show before. They yeah, but know maybe what they you're like. That episode. You can't maybe they lie that about this. I would never lie. It's not. It goes against my meek nature. Um, speaking of, I said who you were, but do you want to tell us what you do and why I'm talking to you about footy today? Ah, so I am a podcaster. I'm one of the hosts of How Goods Footy, which yeah. Uh, is yeah. Uh, which up until the AFL season, 
uh, ended prematurely and the AFLW final series ended prematurely was a weekly AFL podcast. Uh, I hosted that with Tom Reed, who has also been on the show, and Sean Carney, who... Hates me. Famously recluse. <laughs> no, famously hates me. Uh, every time I mention I'm coming on this show, he's like, hmm, you've been asked twice, I've been asked zero times. Sorry, uh, I've, ha- I've asked Sean multiple times and he never responds to my message, hence hates me. Look, look, I'm just the producer of him, I, I'm not his manager, you'll have to take this up with him off air. I don't care enough about him anymore to bother. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that, to just send that uh, clip directly into his inbox. <laughs> we should. I'll, yeah, I'll we cut should. it out, I'll do it personally. <laughs> I'll post but, it on yeah, my Instagram. Um, if you've heard me in How Good's Video, I also have a bunch of other podcasts, um, mostly like pop culture. I have comedy. a video game podcast, and yeah, they're comedy podcasts, uh, part of Sandspans Radio Network, which is a pretty big podcast network in, out of Melbourne. Awesome. Wh- whose studio you're not allowed in right now. Correct, because um, it's also in someone's house, and they're... I'm... So basically, we're currently in quarantine. I am the highest risk out of everyone all the time. I've been placed in like personal quarantine three times Wait, in the space three? of a month. I thought it was yeah. two. Yeah, so I haven't. I didn't really get get a chance to talk about the third time because it happened like two days before the whole country went into lockdown. Um, <laughs> but I basically live with. So my job was at a cinema, which obviously put me in the front line all the time because I was serving like a thousand people a day. Uh, and once that so. My first incident happened because uh, I just got really sick and I worked at a cinema and they were like, oh, this is a new thing that's happening. <laughs> Stay home. Here's the- So I've had the test. It sucks. Uh, try not to get tested. If you don't get sick, don't get the test. It is one of the worst experiences I've had in my life. The nose swab? And- yeah, it's so bad. It's so <laughs> bad. <laughs> um, and yeah, the- so that was the first time I was sick showing symptoms that were like, ugh. It hadn't. There was only like three or four cases in Melbourne at that point, but they were like, "Oh, you're ticking all the boxes, so stay home." And then uh, two weeks later, I was at a music festival where someone had it, and then one of my friends started showing symptoms. So I was put in quarantine until that friend had her like her results come back. And then uh, uh, the Ruby Princess, the ship that happened. Uh, yeah. My housemate, my housemate works at a hotel, and two of those people stayed in her hotel, and she was the only person who served them. Uh, so yeah, and like our house is very small, so even look, look, I could not avoid that situation. <laughs> Do you at least have a backyard? I've never been to your house. Yeah, it's. I would say it's a courtyard. I um. I've just been sitting in it a lot. Like, you probably can't tell over a webcam, but I'm starting to get, like, heaps of freckles just because I've been bored and sitting in the sun. It's good. I look like a 12-year-old boy again, but with a beard. That's confusing. Mm. I'm a mysterious <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's uh, Joel. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Dangerous. Dangerous. Essendon supporter. Uh-huh. Um, so, chose this game. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to outline it and Joel's probably just going to yell uh, feelings mm. over the top of it. Talk meekly, as I'm famous for. He loves to yell. Yeah. Um, as Tom will attest to, we don't speak of the other person because they hate <laughs> me. <laughs> so we're in round 17, 2019. It's the 13th, 13th of July, 2019. Yes. Essendon have given me two heart attacks in the prior two weeks. Yes, yeah, uh, so coming, <laughs> I've, I'm just going to give a couple of notes and then you can 
be yeah. emotional over it. So coming into 2019, there was a lot of hype about Essendon. As soon as yes. they got Dylan Shield into the team, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh my God, they're going to be a top four team. And I the personally... The missing piece. No, he can't kick. But my uh, opinions were very different. But a lot of media mm. was like... Mm over the top about it. Yeah. Um, and Everyone they... was saying, Sydney, no good. Essendon, the best. And only one of those predictions came true last year. Sorry. Uh, do you really want to get in there? I mean, we could just look at the ladder. Percentage, though. Yeah, but, I mean, if you... who, who played finals? Did, did Essendon really play finals? Uh, we were there. <laughs> anyway. <Did> you... Anyway. <laughs> Um, so Essendon hadn't really lived up to that expectation, though. No. Um, round 15, they played in that miraculous come-from-behind victory against GWS, who went on to be in the grand final. Kale Hooker kicked the winning goal and almost killed me. Uh, um, and was... Sean McKernan was big in that game as well, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, Hooker, uh, weirdly enough, so Essendon kind of hit this, uh, you're talking about it now, but it kind of continues after this game as well. We kind of hit this weird stride where we were not winning convincingly at all, <laughs> but like we were starting to re- like rake in the wins, especially after the bye. We kind of like kicked into gear, yeah. Um, and we got really good at, I guess, finishing games or like holding on. <laughs> so, for instance, the Essendon Sydney game, which falls into this gap. Um, yeah, Sydney hmm. almost ran over the top of us, but it was just, I guess. At that point, all of our players were like, oh no, we're used to very close wins, so I guess we'll just hold on in the most unconvincing of manners, but a win's a win. <laughs> the Swans did that a lot in 2017 when they started winning games. They started playing like that. Anyway, yeah. Um, so then heading into this game, mm-hmm. Essendon and North Melbourne were sitting one game apart on the ladder, 9th and 10th. Yes, and... Uh, same amount of points. So this was an eight-point eight game. No, you were one game ahead. No, we were not. We were both on 36 points. Coming into this game? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought they were on 28. You were on 32. Oh, wait. Uh, we were definitely even because I watched the replay just before. It, look, it doesn't matter. I watched the replay before. We were definitely equal and they were okay. talking about it heaps. Um, well, they seem to be pretty evenly matched teams as yes, well. Yes, yeah. yes, So let's talk about the game. <laughs> we'll kick yeah, it off. Yes. It's at Docklands. Mm-hmm. There's 45,682 people in attendance, and it's a Saturday Twilight game. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Look, Doc- I'll put that into Docklands, two, two simple words for the yep. audience. Well, three, because the first one's going to be that. That's fucking huge for this type of game. <laughs> um, yeah, Docklands Saturday Twilight does not scream atmosphere. No. <laughs> But and North Melbourne as well does not scream atmosphere. <laughs> but forty five thousand people were there, so that's pretty good. It was a lockout because I was meant to go. So basically, here's a bit of insight into uh, things that I usually couldn't share, but I currently am unemployed, so I can say whatever <laughs> I want. I was meant to be working uh, during this game, but uh, one of my really good friends is a North Melbourne supporter, and one of those uh, football supporters where. They kind of like fall in and out of the season, like as in uh, at the start of the year kind of get swept up in it. And some years it kind of like clicks for them and they watch like a lot of it. And other years it's not, Yeah, you know, kind of like the, not like a fair weather supporter. Cause it's not like they Only don't base when it on winning. North Melbourne's. Yeah. It's not based on North Melbourne's performance. It's just some years are into it. Some years they weren't. Anyway, this year they were super into it. They'd really gotten behind Reshaw. And that's, I guess, from a non-Essendon point of view, that's another big thing. Uh, 
North Melbourne had sacked their garbage shithouse coach <laughs> and replaced it with the man with the biggest head in AFL, Reece Shaw. And Sydney Premiership since, player. Yes. Uh, loves like a little run on the spot when he was playing. Ah, oh, it was so good. If you watch... <laughs> If you watch any highlights of Reshaw playing, he does this like little charge up run, and I love it. I yeah, he does. It's so it's like good. A, it's like a what is it a bull when they're like pouring at the ground before they <laughs> yeah. run? Yeah, it's massive. Uh, almost as massive as his head. Um, <laughs> no, he looks and yeah, like North- grew from um, <laughs> despicable me. Um, and yeah, I was scared going to this game because Reshaw's head clearly fits a lot of ideas <laughs> in it. And North Melbourne had really found form after sacking again their shithouse garbage coach. Uh, yes. So, so. Uh, I was meant to be working. Then my friend was like, uh, so my previously mentioned housemate uh, and my other friends who I don't live with were like, we're going to go to the game. And I was like, I'm working. And my housemate was like, you sure? Maybe you've got a headache <laughs> or you're feeling sick. And I was like, I never do this. You're right. Maybe I do have a headache. Maybe I am feeling sick. So I uh, called in sick for work for this game. And um, it was then, a lockout. Yeah, it was a lockout. So luckily we figured that out. Um, so I had another friend who was at the game, uh, just coincidentally, and he'd gotten there like two hours before the game started. And it was a lockout like well before we'd even left. And um, I'm kind of lucky because we've turned our garage into a basically like a cinema room. There's a projection screen in there. So I was like, I've got a great backup idea. We've got a lot of alcohol in the fridge. There's a couch in the garage. There's like four of us. There's enough places for us to sit. Uh, we'll just, like, stream it live in the garage on, like, the biggest screen we can find. And the atmosphere in that room with two North Melbourne supporters and two Essendon supporters with a game this close was probably on par with the 45,000 people watching it live at the game anyway. But isn't isn't Docklands 60,000 capacity? Why was it locked out at 45? I don't know. Uh, no, maybe it was standing room only. It was just, like, a situation where we couldn't get tickets. I know that much. Um... Or maybe GA was done. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because that second level is very expensive. Yeah, so I know that it was a lockout, like as in, I don't know the full details, like as in, maybe oh, well. maybe Medallion Club. Maybe I should have forked out like $400 for a ticket to go to this, but no. hard to say. That's in North Melbourne, but it's not worth it. Um, well, <laughs> well maybe this, this game this says otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, North Melbourne came out and kind of controlled... Most of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Zerha kicked two goals. Ben Brown, Taron Thomas, they all kicked goals. Mm-hmm. But then Essendon got a little bit of momentum about halfway through that quarter. And they kicked a yeah. couple of goals to like even it up a little bit. But then let Ben Brown and Cam Zerha kick two goals within the final two minutes of the quarter. It's just like, yeah. Essendon, what? It's, uh, if you go back and watch pretty much any Essendon game from 2019... The one thing that we love more than winning by less than two goals or <laughs> playing in games that give me, Joel Dusher, a heart attack <laughs> is conceding a goal on a quarter like a siren. Like, yep. we love it. We love it so much. It's like the clock ticks down to 20 seconds and we're just like, they can't possibly score. Let's just stop manning up. Oh, no, they took a mark. Oh, they're lining up. It happens so often. It's, like, infuriating <laughs> how often that happens. So... <laughs> Uh, the quarter time score was four four twenty eight to North Melbourne six three thirty nine. So they went in with that lead that was given to them by those last two goals. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> that was uh at this point watching the game I was like That's par for the course watching Essendon. The score at this point means nothing because who knows what Essendon's gonna rock up every quarter. 
it's just like a mystery bag at any point. Uh, I feel that sometimes with Sydney, but also like they're at least reliable enough to not be terrible all the time. Yeah, well, I think Sydney also, if you guys start a game kind of... Like if you're looking off, Sydney might turn it on or like they kind of like ease into it and then turn it on and then they're on yeah. for the rest of the game. Essendon, oh, pff, we might be on for 20 minutes, then off for 40, then on again for 10. Well, this is, that's what this game is. There is something that kind of explains what happened here. Um, and it's like, again, because I just, like just before doing this episode, I've rewatched it. And the last massive turn in momentum is caused by an injury and our bench is just fucked. But apart from that, yeah, no, there's no reason why any of the stuff in this game happens. It was just a very tight game. <laughs> Which injury? Uh, so Hurley does his shoulder halfway through the third quarter. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, which then puts Kale Hooker, a man who is very much struggling with his back, uh, to play on Ben Brown. And then <laughs> Kale Hooker spends the next 15 to 20 minutes just ready to fucking die for football. He's just throwing his body... Every time he stands up, he looks like he's going to just snap in half. But like This was after his match-winning heroics two weeks prior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also wins, I think... No, it's not the next week, but the week after that, he kicks the winning goal again. Yes, that's right. Yeah, something he kicks like a winning that. goal against. Yeah, he kicks. He kicked two winning goals very close together. It ruled because we just swung him forward, and everyone was like, "Yeah, it worked." <laughs> and then he never kicked another goal. Um, second quarter. Mm. So you're down eleven points. Yep. Anthony McDonald, Tip, and Woody kicked the opening goal of the quarter about five minutes in. Yep. And then Essendon, Essendon scored six behinds before he kicked his next goal 27 minutes into the quarter. <laughs> yeah, so look, uh, you wouldn't be blamed for calling us wasteful. Uh, <laughs> Literally but... controlled the quarter. Jed Anderson kicked one goal in the middle of all of that. But you controlled the quarter and kicked two goals, uh, eight, seven, two goals, seven. Yeah, and uh, look... It happens again in the third quarter, but it's mostly rush behinds then. But this one, there's no there's no explanation. We just stopped kicking straight. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Brown kicks two behinds in a row. Then he doesn't miss again for the rest of the game. Joel, uh, Joe Danaher wasn't even playing for to be the excuse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we had a we had some crazy injuries going into this game as well. Uh, so no Danaher, no Heppel. Uh, we also didn't have... Um, uh, I think Smith was out at this point too. Yeah, Devin Smith was out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so just bad kicking. Yeah, terrible kicking. <laughs> um, yeah, look, that's fine. Uh, I we mean, went into halftime up. No, that's, it was No, scores drawn. equal. So it was 6-11 for Essendon, 47, <laughs> to North Melbourne, 7-5, 47. So this game could have potentially not been close at all if uh, no, Essendon just kicked a couple been. of goals, those goals. But that's all right. These things happen sometimes. That is just the way of football. Well, I did rewatch a certain Sydney match the other day where Sydney kicked 11-20 and won after the siren. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. I don't know that game sounds vaguely familiar. Very familiar. Joe Danaher turned the ball over to Cal Mills. It's good. It's very yeah, good. That's all right. Do you know it's good this game? Buddy, seven point play. So good. So now we go into the third quarter. Scores are level. Mm-hmm. 
Mitch Brown and Ben Brown each kicked two goals in this quarter. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> you love to see it. I well, I mean, we love Mitch Brown. You, yeah. you more than I, anyone. I, yeah, I've um, I don't know. I, just in case people haven't listened to Haggard's Footy but have listened to your show, I don't think I've mentioned this before. But there has been multiple times where I've just messaged him on Instagram to let him know how much I love him. <laughs> He's never replied. But... I thought that it was only once. Nah, uh, twice. Uh, so I sent it. <laughs> so uh, I messaged him once uh, after next week's game. So uh, Essendon then came back from 30 points down uh, the following week uh, at Adelaide Oval. To and then you were there. Wait. I was there. I was very there, Gemma. <laughs> the most there a man has ever been at football. Um, and yeah, Mitch Brown kicked four and... I had a Mitch Brown badge on and everyone was like, why do you have a Mitch Brown badge? Then he kicked four goals and uh, I was standing in a group of mostly Essendon supporters. Uh, some of my friends and then other random people and people started kissing the Mitch Brown badge and holding it up and cheering. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> anyway, so that, bad for now nowadays. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it in our quarantine times. Uh, don't kiss strangers full stop, but... Um, or, or their possessions. Or their possessions. Uh <laughs> But yeah, uh, basically, yeah, um, I mis- messaged Mitch Brown with a photo of me kissing his badge, <laughs> and was just like, "No wonder he didn't reply." No, nah, there was a nice caption with it. I reckon that what the reason he didn't reply is uh, probably more likely because he realized that if he had have replied, then um, it would have really opened the floodgates. Which again, fair enough. Oh yeah, because once you accept a reply from someone on Instagram, mm-hmm. they can just keep messaging you. Yeah, and I would have. Oh yeah, so um, it was a it was you, a picture and then you of delisted him anyway. Yeah, look, I didn't delist him. I almost Personally, delisted Essendon after that. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, I sent him a picture of me, thumbs up, kissing his badge, saying thanks for four of the very best last night, Mitch. Can you send and us then... that photo so we can share it as part of this? Yeah, uh, of course. Episode? I'll Thank screenshot. You. I'll screenshot the uh, the message itself. The messages. <laughs> Back um. to this game. Uh, Mitch Brown and Ben Brown each kicked two goals in this quarter, which is just, mm-hmm. just a fun fact. Essendon did actually make more of their control this quarter. They kicked five goals two as compared to two goals seven the previous quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and North Melbourne kicked two goals two. So you went into the three-quarter time break up by three goals, 18 points. Yes. Uh, down one man. So 19 minutes into that quarter, uh, yeah, Hurley got cleaned up and... Fucked up his shoulder. Um, didn't play any more of the game. And we were fine for the rest of that quarter, but uh, it start you start noticing it really early on if you're watching the game in the fourth quarter. Like, Merritt tries to come off at one point and can't because the players have just come off for a rest and he just looks exhausted. Um, yeah. And our rotations, yeah, really take a hit because even though these teams weren't high up on the ladder, it's a really high-intensity game. And yeah, even with terrible kicking and whatever, there was a lot of tackles. Uh, for example, Dylan Clark, who was a, f- I think, first year player last year. Yeah. Yeah, laid 12 tackles in this game. Which sounds like a lot, but then when you think about Kiara Bowers, it's like, eh, that's a usual day for her. You know, that's the fewest tackles she laid this year. Yeah, that 12. makes sense. Um, yeah, and she blows literally everyone else out of the water. But if you remove Kiara Bowers out of both competitions, like 12 is heaps. 12's a lot. I'm Yeah, it sounds like a lot, but Kiara Bowers is better. 
Just saying. I'm just saying, Joel. <laughs> I mean, uh, comparing like one of the superstars of the AFLW to a first-year player of the AFL, <laughs> kind of unfair, but that's fine. Um, do you really want to get into this conversation? Because uh, there's a lot of unfair comparisons being made for women at the moment. So Yeah, but I'm making the fair ones, which is that, of course, <laughs> Kiara Bowers is much better. Yes, thank you. Anyway... <laughs> Let's not get into that. You're a big supporter of women's footy. I don't know why I'm coming for you. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Fight your allies. No. Um, I'm just being, I've just been cooped up no, with no one to fight for a while. Um, <laughs> I understand. Sometimes you got to fight. Sometimes you got to fight. That's what family dinners are for, right? Yeah. And you Which can't I'm, go to those anymore. No, I can't. Um, so, let's go to the final quarter. This is yes. where shit actually happens. So, well, sh- Shit. doesn't really happen for a while and that's why it gets stressful (laughs) so Essendon it just just a lot of stuff didn't happen for Essendon but it happened for North Melbourne yeah things very much clicked uh so at one point in this quarter uh Ben Brown had kicked the last three goals of the game yeah so two minutes in he kicked his fifth goal Mm -hmm. to get the kangaroos within two goals Mm -hmm. uh at that point I was like so watching this live I was like oh no, but also like, I, I, at no point was I like, oh no, we've fucked this. I was like, the game has swung both directions a lot. I wasn't comfortable. I was absolutely not comfortable, but at no point did like that sense of defeat hit me. So that was nice. <laughs> that hit me a lot last year. Yeah. Um, oh, it's also worth noting um, before you get into the events of this quarter. I mean, we've already uh, mentioned why I picked this game. But uh, around the same time, uh, Pickett Palace had released Anthony McDonald's from Woody. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The song and a music video. And the people that I was watching the football with hadn't seen or heard hadn't seen the video or heard the song so at half time we watched it like seven times in a row and i feel like that may have actually spurred on the actions of this quarter that's yeah all I'm i mean it was all you yeah yeah uh it was like probably like 20 percent me 80 percent tipper uh also a lot of this comes down to uh because both tipper and kale hooker in this quarter were just like whilst our defense obviously did kind of fall apart because north melbourne kicked four goals there was just points where I was like, I would have just let that go. But they are like, Hooker can't move and is throwing his ball, uh, body on top of the ball. Tipper, for some reason, was in defense, just laying tackles constantly. Just <laughs> trying to take down as many players as possible. It was wild. Yeah, well, no one at Essendon tackles except for Devin Smith. So two, two people had to step up in this game. Well, uh, 
see i think that that was an issue that we had when we weren't winning and i think that we absolutely turned it on for the second half of our gear yeah because you brought dylan clark in <laughs> yeah no but even even before that uh, even without him like um and i mean fast forward to the one game of 2020 that happened Essendon is still do- playing like that like where like what it's the same problem the giants had it, when we didn't have the ball it looked like we didn't want it yeah uh, well that seems to have changed now which is nice that comes along with a certain player in your forward line but <laughs> <laughs> he kicks the worst goal in this game and watching the replay was so bad because the ball goes to ground and he takes a step back and puts his hands on his hips and the ball then just pops up into him and he just like grabs it, kicks it just straight through the goals. And he just looks like such a piece of shit when he does it. For uh, for the people who don't realise who we're talking about, do you want to tell them? Uh, you were talking about Jake Stringer. Yes, correct. Who, again, 2020, much more intensity, was laying heaps of tackles against Freer, wanted to kill Matt Fife. Would he have Matt, laid as many tackles Matt if he Fife? wasn't? Did you say Matt Fife? Yes, Matthew Five, Nat Five. <laughs> that, that's his new name, Matt Five. <laughs> um, I didn't watch that game because I was watching women's footy, which is which was finals at the time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, like, hey, if we're comparing, I only watched that AFL game and was watching all the other AFLW games. Yeah, and I watched the Swans men's game. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that's what I was watching. Uh, all of this is going to stay in because this is just how we talk to each other all the time. So, <laughs> rudely. With rudely. hostility. Talking about how our team is better. So, Ben Brown kicked his fifth goal two minutes in. That's where uh-huh. we're at. Yes. Essendon did not look like scoring, and then North kicked two more to hit uh-huh. the lead. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, including Ben Brown's sixth goal for the game. Yeah, we couldn't, get it, game. Yeah, we couldn't get it uh, pretty much out of their 50 we'd clear like one clearing kick we'd turn it over or kick it out of bounds on the full that was a trick we did twice in this quarter as well uh (laughs) clearing it out of our defensive 50 and kicking it out of bounds on the full um yeah it was stressful it was definitely (laughs) stressful and would i have preferred it if we were just taking marks and clearing it and maybe having a shot on goal yes did that happen no uh at one point in the quarter they had had nine inside 50s we'd had one so good. These things happen. Who lets North do that to them? Uh, Essendon. Essendon. Yeah. Um, so, Jaden Laverty kicked a behind that put the Bombers one point behind with three minutes left. Yeah, 80 to 81 was the score at that point. Correct. And it was an um, arm wrestle. Essendon were trying to push the ball forward and North Melbourne were doing their best to just lock it down. So it yes. was very much like stoppage play at this point. Yes. Um a lot of ball ups. Also, it went out of bounds a couple of times. Um, oh, actually, something that's worth noting is Dylan Clark was playing on Cunnington and just locked him out of the game. Which is the best. Which is so funny. Would you like to share with us what happened in the final minute from the throw in on centre wing? Yes, so throw in on centre wing. Oh, actually. So there's two throw-ins on centre wing that happened in the last 90 seconds. I can start from the first one. Yeah, so basically what happens is, and for the last three minutes this had been happening heaps, Essendon had finally cleared it out of the defensive 50 of North Melbourne. Essendon were finally attacking. Uh, Borg spills out of bounds. Uh, It is thrown in. Goes to McGrath, who bombs it into our 50, straight to a defender. 
the commentators at this point cracked the shit, and so did I watching it, because we'd been trying that for the last couple of minutes, just like kicking it in, and because North Melbourne, as you said before, were just locking it down, it meant there was like two defenders on every Essendon attacker, and we do not take pack marks in our forward 50. <laughs> uh, so then the ball clears back out. Uh, <clears throat> it goes out of bounds again. Gets thrown in. <laughs> Throwing spills straight to a North Melbourne player. Don't know who. Honestly, don't care. They kick it forward. Uh, it goes straight to Aaron Francis. Who then... And I wrote all of this down because I do not want to fuck it up. I've got it written down too, so I'll keep track of it for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. So Francis picks it up like in the center circle. He kicks it forward to McKenna, who is on two defenders, and he just sidesteps around them. Like he's got... All of the time in the world, but there's 45 seconds left in a game where we're one point down. Yeah, he burns Marley Williams. <laughs> yes. Uh, he kicks it to Dylan Clark, who uh, goes for like a contested mark on about 100 North Melbourne players. Yes. And instead of marking it, he knocks the ball forward to Fantasia. Fantasia takes a snap as he gets cleaned up by the said 100 North Melbourne players. Yes. The ball falls <laughs> short into the goal square. At this point, there's like 27. It's not the goal square. It's just... It's- Closer to the pocket. Yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't make the. Uh, it doesn't make the distance, but no. it's yeah. It's probably about ten meters out from the goal. The ball then gets. Um, Stringer again tries to take a mark. He also knocks it forward to Laverde, who has three defenders on him, and yep. Anthony McDonald's Tip and Woody standing to his left, kind of stuck in between Laverde, the ball, and the boundary line. Laverde. Yes. Don't argue is one of the defenders, and it gives him absolutely zero extra space because the <laughs> other two are still running at him. He shits himself and sees Tipper. Hand passes it to Tipper. Tipper then takes a step towards the boundary line and then takes a snap with 21 seconds to go. The ball sails through the goals from the tightest angle under the most amount of pressure. Left to give for the Bombers, straining every possible sinew. McGrath. Does his best. Up come from all angles. Brown. Kangaroos can get it forward. Bombers are ready to go to work. Francis takes it wide. McKenna eventually gets it under his control. Oh, what confidence. He kicks it. Clark almost. Fantasia been missing all day. Laverne in the square. Pulses racing everywhere. Oh, who else? McDonald. Goal goes through. Commentators lose their mind. I lose my mind. My North Melbourne supporting friend stands up on the couch, yells, What the fuck? And then punches a wall. (laughs) This man didn't care about football before the match started. And he's now just punched the wall of his friend's house. I cannot believe what has just happened. I would say, in fact, Gemma, that I see it, but I don't believe it. Oh, that's blasphemy. (laughs) Or maybe it's the name of the show and I was referencing that. Your call. Still blasphemy. Uh, and then 17 seconds to go. There's a ball up. Essendon clear it. Kick it forward. Siren goes. Everyone loses their mind. <laughs> We've stolen another win. <laughs> so I think people need to realise the difficulty of that kick. He like, made it harder for himself when he took a step. 
<laughs> it was yeah, it was like he was trying to assess his options by getting closer to the boundary line, and then was like, "All right, well, let's just do this." <laughs> I don't know how he kicked it. Yeah, it's a really, 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 really weird angle. And also, because of the way he's facing and the way he kicks it, he's not even really looking at the goals. He's kind of facing away from them. Yeah. Do you think he was actually trying to get it to the top of the goal square? No, he kicked it way too hard. Because it's not like it, like... It's not like a... A floating um, kick. Yeah, it's not a floating kick. I think, honestly, his plan was probably like, it's better to score than to, like, take it out of bounds and lose the game. Or maybe yeah. he was just like, fuck it. I can absolutely <laughs> kick this. I'm Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. Get fucked to North Melbourne. All of well, these what? are options. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the best part of that whole passage of play, other than the goal, was definitely Connor McKenna oh, burning yeah. Marley Williams. Like, he didn't even look like he was moving that fast because he was just moving so smoothly. <laughs> yeah. He just did this, like, turning circle that Marley Williams just couldn't keep up with and just took a bounce kicked it in like he had all the time in the world yeah the other two very vital parts of it was the um clark knowing that he'd lost the contest and he kind of transitions from mark to ponchon um, yeah like in the air basically like he's he has one attempt at grab like marking it realizes that there's no chance that's happening and then manages to hit the ball onto fantasia who is in i wouldn't say a better position but he's in a different position he's at least yeah. facing the goals and he's an experienced crummer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he'd done nothing to that point that in the game. No, he he was very much kept out of the game. Um, Stringer, whilst we shit on him before, well, you shit on him, and I was just like, yes, I know how you feel about Jake Stringer. <laughs> uh, he, like his play, like his, um, I guess experience and what he did right at the end there was also c- pretty clever because he took a defender out, which Scott was handy. Thompson. Yes, uh, but and he'd also kicked a couple of goals a game. But yeah, it was just the most remarkable forty-five seconds. It uh, was just like not not ever. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> I'm not going to claim this is the best passage of football in the world. No, you said remarkable. Yeah, well, remarkable doesn't mean best, Joel. It was pretty remarkable. Then hey, it was. I just don't think it was the most remarkable. Anyway. Uh, final score <laughs> uh, was 86-81. So Essendon kicked 12-14 to North Melbourne's 12-9. Um, so Essendon went on to finish the round in at in eighth position on uh-huh. the ladder. North Melbourne finished 12th on the ladder. And that's where both teams ended up placing at the end of the season. Yeah, that's crazy. And it shows that this game was quite important point. for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did Dylan yeah. Park get the Rising Star nom for this as well? He might have already had it before this game, actually. Because, yeah, he had a few massive, like, just, like, out of nowhere massive games. Uh, I think he played really, really well in, I don't know if it was the GWS game, but one of the other games in this five, like, this weird series of yeah. five games where we won by, like, less than two goals. He blocked a lot of players out. That was a weird look. Yeah, I thought you were being, like, illegally blocked if you just, like, wanted to fight. No, no, no. He tagged. <laughs> he did a really good job. Yeah, no, he was a really good tagger. <laughs> I thought you wanted to fight. Yeah, he got nominated no. in round 13. Oh, so four weeks before this. Mm-hmm. So that was Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody's miracle goal, which is what I'm calling it, but you won't let me call the episode that. 
Well, I just feel that if people are coming uh, after people, in brackets, Gemma, are coming after me for calling it one of the most remarkable goals, I feel like calling it a miracle is probably a little insensitive. I mean, fine. We'll call it something else. It was the best goal I've ever seen. No. (laughs) Just no. Yes. (laughs) Um, What else have you got planned for your quarantine life? Uh, So... A lot of the Sandspence podcasts are continuing uh, in the same way that we're recording this one. Uh, How Good's Footy, whilst is not going to be a weekly show, uh, I have provided both of my co-hosts with microphones, so we should be I able have to... Been, I've been told about this, and I've been uh, told that one person doesn't know how to use it properly yet. Ah, I suspect that two people actually don't know how to use it properly yet. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't talk about one, remember? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, hopefully Haggard's Footy will sporadically update uh, during the off-season. So we've got a few like ideas up our sleeve, like AFL Evolution 2, the PlayStation game, comes out in a couple of weeks. So might just play that and review it, I guess. This is not a promise. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're a massive Haggard's Footy fan, don't take this as gospel. Do not come at me on social media. If it doesn't happen... <laughs> it... I have some ideas of what you could do and that yeah. I could join in on. Yep. Which I won't say right now, but I will tell you later. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. So you, you're making me make promises, but you won't make it in yourself. I see how this is. <laughs> well, no, it's not my right. podcast have... to make promises about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to run it through the producer of Hargood's Footy. Me, Joel Dusha. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's fun. At least you can do that in quarantine. I'm feeling the same way, is that at least I can make podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, if you are interested in like pop culture or anything like that, uh, you can give a listen to my other two podcasts. The main two that I do weekly are Plumbing the Death Star, which is Sandspins Radio's biggest podcast, uh, which is a really silly comedy pop culture podcast where we ask what we claim are the important questions about movies or film, uh, movies, TV shows, comic books, sometimes even songs. Uh, and it devolves into just like a dumb exploration of a thing. Uh, or Thumb Cramps is a video game review podcast, which is also very silly. Uh, none of us that are in it are particularly good at video games, so you're not going to get, like, any information that is really relevant, but we have a nice time. I mean, aren't podcasts just about having a nice time? Yeah, I mean, you're meant to have the audience in mind, but uh, I'm going on record to say, fuck <laughs> the audience, I don't care about you at all. Apologies to my audience. I care no, about I, you. I, I care about Gemma's audience, but not my own. Uh, if you listen to any of my podcasts and not any of Gemma's, uh, don't ever talk to me. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as a as a compliment. <laughs> um, I'm just currently on my phone while you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Rude. Putting film- uh, I, I might actually take this back, and everyone who listens to my podcast is an angel, and people <laughs> no, that listen to I'm Gemma's putting- support rude, rude, rude behavior, like I'm using your phone. I'm putting filters on a photo talking. of you so I can post it on Instagram. <laughs> ah, so now I need filters on. Wow, Gemma, you're really. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly my pop filter. Everyone mm. will see this on Instagram. Um, so, uh. Oh, just to end, uh, and it's something that we teased before. Uh, so if you check your Facebook messages, uh, you will have a screenshot of an Instagram discussion. <laughs> and can you just explain to the audience what you have received? All right. So this this will post on Instagram after this episode comes out. <laughs> While I open my Facebook to look at the message, the Swans have just posted the first in their series of On the Farm with Will Gould, which is honestly the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, so good. Okay, so I'm opening the screenshot. Yep. <laughs> Poor Mitch Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a photo of Joel <laughs> um, with a, an Essendon beanie on and holding his Mitch Brown badge to his lips, <laughs> kissing it with a thumbs up. And it says, thanks for... Thanks for four of the very best last night, Mitch. So that was on the 20th of July. So that was definitely... That was... The day after the game. Day after the game. I may have still been out at that point. I had a very late night in Adelaide. No, no, it's 12pm the next day, the next afternoon. Uh, Yeah, so I would have been to bed briefly. (laughs) And then on the 3rd of December... (laughs) Oh, this is sweet, actually. Um, On the 3rd of December... Joel sends him, hey, mate, I'm an Essendon supporter and I just wanted you to know that I'm super stoked that you've been picked back up for another year, even if it's with Melbourne. (laughs) You're too good for retirement, champ. Best of luck in 2020. (laughs) He hadn't been picked up at that point. He hadn't been signed. (laughs) Maybe I got it done. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so that will be shared, yes, as part of on all of our social media as part of this tagging in Joel Dusha. Maybe, maybe us tagging you all together will bring you together properly, and he'll actually reply to you. Yeah, I um because of your connections to AFLW and like I guess uh, the AFL. My Agat- connections to AFLW. <laughs> you know people that know people, or you know people that are literally on the field sometimes. That connections. Okay. Uh, it just makes me terrified of things Haggard's Footy say because if uh, AFLW players catch wind of play on radio and then they're like, oh, what's Haggard's Footy? And then listen, oh no. <laughs> You've got to worry about coaches more than anything. Yeah. Um, I look forward to getting restraining orders due to overexcitement <laughs> about players in the mail. Hoskings. <laughs> or just one Hosking or both? Uh, look, I'm a fan of both, but one definitely gets more praise. <laughs> um, okay, should we wrap this up now? Probably. I mean, I could, I could go all day. Uh... <laughs> well, we would definitely, um, after this, we're going to organize a second session mm-hmm. with another story from you. Yeah. So maybe this one can be an <laughs> AFLW story. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that would be good, actually. That makes a lot of sense. So I'm not just talking about the men's team. All the time. Yeah, because you care about women's footy too. I do. I do. Your tone makes me scared every time you say that. No, 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 it's, it's, serious. It's, no, 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 it's, it's serious. No, I do. I promise. I, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I do have this um, inability to uh, distinguish my sarcasm from my normal voice. It and it's makes a bit hard because about 50% doing, of what I say is sarcasm. Makes doing podcasts with you very exciting <laughs> because I'm on the edge all the time of my brain's like, am I in trouble? Am I in trouble currently? Is this me being told off? I don't know. I should be yelled at a lot. Tom's attitude towards me makes a lot more sense now that I think about it. The other person's not so much because I have never done anything to them. He who shall not be named. (laughs) Brave way to end your podcast. (laughs) Okay, so let's wrap this up because we're both loopy. Um, so this has been I See It But I Don't Believe It. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are we calling it? Anthony McDonald, Tim and Woody playing footy. Yes. Is what we're calling this episode. Thank you, Joel. No problem. Um, 
where can people find you to follow you or not because you get banned from Twitter all the time? Yeah, so when I'm not <laughs> calling politicians rude words and not being allowed on Twitter for a week um, and serving... Don't worry, it was the bad politicians that he was calling names. Yes, uh, Mark Latham in particular. I'll happily say that. And if you... Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Douche13, so D-U-S-C-H-1-3. Uh, that's my Instagram handle as well. Or if you want to follow the podcast network, it's at Sandspants Radio, uh, which I believe also posted screenshots of what I said to Mark Latham. If you're interested <laughs> to why I'm on thin ice. Um, <laughs> yeah, follow my, uh, follow my Twitter because I'm literally on my last strike. So, and I post a lot of stuff that, uh, probably could really be reported. inappropriate stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm also looking for a new job. So really I'm just shooting myself in both feet at the moment. <laughs> It's good content. Uh, Come check it out. A lot of a lot of us are looking for new jobs. Yeah, uh, most um, of us aren't posting things that are pre- actively preventing that on Twitter, though. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, uh, look, uh, I, my full name is there. The same. Yeah, it's just it's all there. It's cool. Every time I get an email being like, "Oh, your LinkedIn profile has had more people click on it," I'm like, "Oh no, my LinkedIn profile when you Google me is uh, lower than my Twitter, so that means they're definitely seeing it." <laughs> Maybe just stop tweeting it. Nah, can't. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Um. Anyway, I'm Gemma Bastiani. You can find me at GL Bastiani on Twitter or Play on Radio Melb on Twitter as well and Instagram. Um, I also am the co-founder of Siren, a women in sport collective, where we do a lot of AFLW content and other women's sporting content. Even during all the lockdown, we've still got lots of really cool stuff coming out. So check us out there. That's Siren underscore sport on Twitter and Instagram. Otherwise, thank you very much, Joel. No problem. Uh, stay quarantined. Stay safe. I absolutely will. Freckly. I'm a danger to myself and society, so I'll definitely be staying in my house. And I will also be staying in my house just because I like staying alone and away from people. So it works for me as well. That's good. Win-win. Yeah. Win-win. I'll be uh, chatting to your good friend Tom on in the same forum next week. So Uh we'll be releasing something with him soon as well. Sick. Hopefully he figures out how to use that microphone he got given. (laughs) I tried to teach him. Uh, We'll we'll see if it worked. Okay. So full disclaimer, because again, this is an audio medium. His microphone literally is just a USB connection into his computer. It's the same one I'm using right now. You plug your headphones into the microphone, you plug your microphone into the computer. You change the settings to say, Rode USB microphone is the input and the output sorted. You're good to go. So should I send him that audio clip you just said so that he understands? Well, me and Tom live close enough that I might just stand on my balcony and yell at his balcony. I'll just yell the instructions to him. It's good. Oh, Tom, what are we going to do with you? Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap this up because this has gone a little bit left of centre. So that was us talking about a miraculous goal from Anthony McDonald to Woody, even though I'm not allowed to call it that. No, you can call it miraculous. I would just wouldn't call it a miracle goal if I can't call it remarkable. That's all I'm saying. I didn't say you couldn't call it remarkable. I said it wasn't the most remarkable. So that was Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody kicking the best goal that has ever happened in <laughs> AFL in the last 18 seconds of what people will often refer to as the best game of 2019. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. This has been I See It But I Don't Believe It. I'm Joel Dusher, and I've been joined by Gemma Bassiani. Thank you so much for having me, Gemma. This podcast has been a delight. <laughs> Goodbye. He did that to me last time. <laughs>